I'm Ryan Nidell, host of 15 Minutes to Freedom, your daily action guide to getting shit done. Today's episode is titled, Your Mess is Your Message. So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you why when you take extreme ownership of the shit that's went on in your life and you share that with people, there's power to be found and a tribe to build. So as we sit here on this podcast, episode 130, 140, 150 something might surprise you as you're listening. I record these episodes in waves. Admittedly, I've had a bunch of interviews this week and don't remember the last time that I've recorded a one-on-one, me and the microphone one-on-one, 15-minute episode. It just hasn't been something I've shared. So in that, I'm recalibrating and figuring out, okay, what can I say? What can I do to make an impact? Like, what's on my heart right now? What it is, I just got done with a phenomenal interview with a woman named Emily Frisella, And we really covered deep into the amount of success that she's had in her life and her family's had in their lives is based around just being unapologetically who they are. And then one of the biggest lessons that she had taken away from her life up to this point was there was a distinct moment in time where she did everything she could to hide what was really going on. Does that sound familiar to you? Like the majority of my life up until the really two years ago had been this shell game that I had played, trying to make an effort to put my best foot forward out of fear that I'd be judged for who I really was. Now, when I say uh, being judged for who I really was, that applies to every part of my life. If you're new to this podcast, you might not realize the fact that I was a serial dater and not someone that's dating a box of Wheaties, not someone that was just dating one woman and then bouncing to another. I was a man that had a committed relationship with a woman for year, two, three, four years, whatever the timetable would be, didn't have the difficult conversations with her, didn't feel comfortable sharing what I really wanted out of a bunch of fear and shame and guilt and all these dumbass stories I told myself. So what I would do is I would go out and find a replacement. If the girl number one that I was dating, let's say I had seven out of ten items in my life that I wanted. I would find someone that had the three plus maybe a four that was carrying over, so another seven out of ten. Doesn't sound so bad, right? Different flavors of ice cream, if you will. But what was happening was I wasn't breaking up with girl number one. And over a period of time, girl number two and girl number one were both running parallel, unbeknownst to one another, didn't have any idea that the other one existed. And then magically in would come girlfriend number three because there's still parts of this equation that are deficient. Obviously, I understand now at this moment in time, all the deficiencies lied within myself. But for sake of argument in this conversation, there were deficiencies in the relationships. This would carry on, and at one given point, I had four, if not five different women that thought for whatever their reason that I was their one and only, and vice versa. They thought that because I'd become a master at manipulation, a master at lying. I had become a master of deceit. You know, I'd structured this life in such a way that I could bounce from relationship to relationship or house to house all throughout Columbus or the state of Ohio. While I was in the car, I would be switching people's names and switching their cell phone numbers and deleting text messages and really being just a complete abomination for what it means to be an actual man. That was my life. That is a mess that I had created. 
That is something that I can share with you and I can walk you all the way through the individual thoughts, feelings, and emotions associated with the situation. Now, it's not comfortable. Like, it's not fun for me to sit here and say that. Sure, initially there's a shock factor. There's the cathartic release of negative energy that I've been holding on to for a long time. So it's certainly self-serving. But what happens on the backside of that is there's judgment from the marketplace. Some of you listening for the first time right now that hear this message are completely repulsed. Like, who is this jackass that could possibly have done these things? Well, my name is Ryan Nidell. I have a podcast you're listening to called 15 Minutes to Freedom. I am exactly who I say I am at this point because the mess that I had created has ended up being the message that I can share with the marketplace. No different than if we go to the failed business that I had. You see, I had not quite figured out the build and burn principle, as we call it. That because I was so preconditioned to overcoming bad situations in my life that I never knew how to find true peace within myself, I would build a business and then burn it to the ground. This was not a conscious decision, of course. This is something I was doing subconsciously, kind of behind the scenes. I would find massive success. I'd have great success in sales. I'd get a promotion. I'd become a president, a CEO, a partner. Something would change for the better. And then, almost as a ritualistic way of self-sabotage, I would burn the shit to the ground. I would take my eye off the ball. I would convince myself I was a better entrepreneur than I was, and I would say I was going to quote-unquote diversify what I was working on because in all actuality, I was bored and afraid that the first things I was doing that I wasn't proud of were going to catch up with me. That was a mess. It was a true mess to live my life almost all of my, not almost, all of my 20s that way. Really, that story stopped at some point in my early 30s. So this mess that I had consistently gotten the habitual systematic equation of repeating becomes the message I can share with you today. Again, this message isn't pleasant. I have to share with you that I've been bankrupt. I have to share with you that my truck's been repossessed. I have to share with you that I had credit cards that left unpaid and that there were people that I owed money to that I could never come up with a way to pay. There's all these things that went on in that period of time. But it's my mess. It's a mess that I created. It's a mess that as I've understood it, taken ownership of it and shared it, it has lost its power over me. But all the way up until the moment I released it and got real with how I felt, it had some sort of either subconscious or conscious power over me in the decisions and the words I was able to use. You see, that mess impacts the message I share with you. And obviously, many of you, more than a million of you, have now listened to what I have to say. You've heard it. I would venture to say at this point, somewhere between five and 10,000 of you, at least, at least 7,500, have reached out to me in one capacity, whether it's my Instagram account, whether it's Facebook, the podcast, an email, looking to become one of seven people I'm going to train and coach with. You've reached out to me looking for more or to connect to say that I've made some sort of impact in your life. So I guess the question is, does it work? You know, we've been taught from society to run from our messes. 
to avoid that extreme ownership, to take our finger and point it externally at every person we can or every situation we can as to why the things have happened in our life that have. I use this atrocious example, and if you've listened for a long time, forgive me, I'm going to use it again. Let's say you're driving to work one morning. You're in rush hour. You look down at the clock in your car. You're white knuckling the steering wheel. Your coffee cup's in your right hand. You're just pissed off. Like, you know you're going to be late again. And so you walk into the office. You set your stuff down. You're exasperated. The boss leans over on your shoulder and says, you know what? Do you know you're late today? The majority of people in life will then say, yes, but. Yes, but traffic was bad. Yes, but there was an accident. Yes, but there was a line at Starbucks. It's an acknowledgement that there's a bad situation that happened, but then a but to bridge away from the fact that you could be responsible. Imagine how impactful it would be in your life if you started saying, yes, because I didn't leave early enough. Or in the same situation, you look at the boss and say, yes, because I don't give a shit enough about this company to actually show up on time. So that's what you really feel. What about the ultimate yes, which is yes, because I don't care enough about myself to get up early enough in the morning to allow myself the extra time to not be stressed when I'm driving to the office. That's it. That's your mess. And when you start sharing your mess as though it's your message and you wear it around almost like a badge of honor versus a badge of hypocrisy and negativity, you can start to see if that story serves you. Certainly many of the stories that I have in my life, I realized stopped serving me. Having to come home to my now wife as she was my girlfriend and see her curled up in a ball in the corner of our couch, crying because she found out from her friends that I had cheated on her or was continuing to cheat on her is messy. It's painful. It's not enjoyable. But from that, I can recalibrate and make new decisions to see, did that version of me serve the best version of who I am capable of becoming? Well, of course, no big surprise, that answer is no. That wasn't the best use of me. And so by understanding the mess that I had created and understanding the message that can come on the backside of it, and then for me sharing it in this podcast, it becomes impossible for me to cheat on my wife. I say impossible because in a moment's notice with one bad activity, all the social equity, all the things and all the pillars of who I am and what I stand for then get crumbled beneath me in a moment's time. And cheating does not have to mean physical intimacy. It doesn't have to mean a relationship. It doesn't have to mean secret meetups and holding hands. It could mean inappropriate conversations. It could mean text messages with double entendres. It could mean DMs based off of social media. All those things would be cheating. My message has made it so that can't ever happen. Not only do I not ever want it to happen, not only am I in control if it ever happens, but because I'm so aware now, I've created this life that it can't ever happen in. And so what I want to pound home to you or drive home to you or offer you on a silver platter is to eventually stop running from the things that haunt you. 
these messes that we've created over our lives are abundant. We all have a series of messes. Some of us do a better job of hiding them than others. For me, as I've shared, I feel like I was a master at hiding what had really went on. Until I decided just to stop fucking running. And get real with what went on. And get really raw with the way it made me feel. But when I found out that I could put those pieces together and flip the story around and find humility and self-deprecation in the fact that the truck got repossessed or that I stepped out on girlfriends or fiancés or wives or however you'd like to say it, that I took anabolic steroids, like I can go down this laundry list of shit that I'm not proud of that I did in my life that are all messes that I created, no one else. But those that live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And inevitably, those of you that are judging, if you were honest with yourself for a moment, have done all the same things in some capacity. No, you certainly might not have actually stepped out on your husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend. But have you liked the Instagram picture of this cancelly clad man or woman thinking in the back of your mind what it would be like to be with that person? Have your eyes lingered if you followed somebody around the grocery store, convenience store, or shopping mall, hoping to catch an additional glimpse of the person you find attractive? We all have. Just some of us address it and realize it and then stop, and some of us will continue that same learned behavior for our entire life. So where in your life right now are you not allowing your mess to be your message? Potentially it's in your relationship. Potentially you are the man or woman that has had infidelities, that had their moment in the sun of going out and taking liberty with a man or a woman on a consistent basis, of not doing the right thing by the right people for long enough or at all. If that's you and you aren't willing to own that part of your life and then share that part of your life in some capacity, I don't care if that sharing is a journal to get it out of the inside of you and release it to the world. You have to do something to get it out. Your mess has to become your message or it will repeat itself over and over again. Same thing potentially in your business. You could be like me and build and burn and build and burn. And you can do that whether you're an entrepreneur or entrepreneur. If you're working in someone's business and you ascend to a massive height, let's say you're in sales, your salesperson of the month, month one, month two, month three, and now you've got enough money built up that you go out and you party and you buy shit you don't need and you take trips you shouldn't have taken and your sales production drops and then you become in jeopardy of losing the salesman of the top salesman position. All these things go into this systematic sedation that ultimately is eliminating your ability to expand. Because you haven't owned the fact then in that moment that the mess that you have created by your actions ends up being a message that can get you out of the pit of despair and forward toward the, to the place of possibility and prosperity. And same thing if it's not in one of those places, probably in your body. That was super easy for me. I had this unrealistic and idealistic version of what my body should look like. Maybe you're just like me and you, you've taken or thought of taking or have abused anabolic steroids. And if not anabolic steroids and you're judging me for that in this moment, pro-hormones that were legal, which were one analog off of an anabolic steroid and sold inside of GNC for years, 
but weren't deemed anabolic steroids, but did more liver and kidney damage in six months' time period than a course of anabolics could do in a year. Maybe you're that person that's afraid to share the truth of what you really need and desire, which is attention and adulation, that you don't have that internal peace, that you have an internal fear of who you are and what you stand for. Because, see, I appreciate that. That mess that you're carrying, that bag of shit that slung over your shoulder every time you walk into the gym, when you open that zipper and you share it with the world, it becomes your message. And that message, you'll find power. And you'll find that power through the peace of knowing you don't have to carry around the bag anymore. And so what I found is, if in a consistent basis, you start to own the fact that your mess actually is your message, and that those that connect with you from sharing that mess are the people that were destined to be there from the start. You'll find when you put those pieces together day over day, you're able to get shit done.